0: back to netflix and kill the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of netflix i'm kai i'm marty i'm dead details later (laughs) i'm hannah (laughs) hey so uh it's been has it been a week has it been a Uh, year i don't know uh so a lot has happened yeah time
1: sure flies when everything is Everywhere, all the time, every
2: day. True. <laughs> this would have came out sooner,
0: but... Yeah, I was about uh... to say, I'll just address the elephant in the room. A lot of stuff happened. So this, yeah, this episode was meant to come out on Halloween. But the week of Halloween, um, we had a giant ice storm hit Oklahoma City, which is where Hannah and I, where I was living and Hannah is living. Um, we lost power... I actually lost power for almost 2 weeks. Um, Hannah for several days, right? Yeah. And about 4 days. Ugh, yeah. And then I had a colonoscopy. Um, I had, I moved states to Colorado. Um, officially. Ooh. And then and then after that was this week. The week that has lasted a million years. And we don't need to... Tuesday
1: has never been so long.
0: Yeah, we don't need to say what's going on, because everyone already knows. So we're just gonna ignore that and talk about Reanimator. Destiel
1: is canon.
0: Okay, we will talk about that. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I think that that Reanimator has better gay representation than Supernatural. Uh, Kinda, yeah. (laughs) I can buy that. As the one person who's actually
1: watched the show, I can buy that.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair. I was just trying to find a way to transition. Well, so, it's not like you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you aren't. I could just, like, uh, honestly, I could just throw a dart at a random collection of movies, and whatever it lands on probably has better gay representation than Supernatural. Any, any film with any gay representation is probably better than Supernatural. Uh, so, um... We were doing this for the month of October where we were um, watching all of our first horror movies. So mine was The Woman in Black, Hannah's was Hide and Seek. So, Barty, Reanimator was your first horror movie. Um, yep. Yeah, so tell me about this. So, you were like, I assume you were a lot older when you watched this, right?
2: Yeah, I was 18 or 19. I think, um, <laughs> I, I was kind of a baby when it came to horror movies up until about then, and then I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna watch this, it looks funny.
0: <laughs> so, like, what, like, were there any actors in it that you were obsessed with at the time? Like, I know now we all love Jeff Combs and Barbara Crampton and-
2: Bruce Abbott mm, no. but like
0: beforehand yeah, like he just you just looked... this
2: movie
1: specifically
2: Yeah I, I I mean like someone recommended me watching it um I think it was one of my mutuals on Tumblr because she was posting a lot about it um and then there was a day where um during a college class I had to go to um like, the art museum for, like, an hour, and then that was the class, and then, like, I had the rest of that time to, like, just, like, hang out. <laughs> so, I I went back to the dorm, and then I just sat down on the couch and pulled up Netflix, and I was like, you know what? I'll watch Reanimator. It's on here. So, technically, this is part of the documented films on Netflix, even though it's not on there right now. Yeah. Um, and I was really uncomfortable watching it the first time cuz i was not used to the amount of gore in it yeah <laughs> yet and but like I, this little s- s- shitty scientist was so funny i was like i'm just going to keep watching this cuz i this little funky man is just making me laugh <laughs> and uh it quickly became one of my favorite movies Just Um, just because it's so, it's so silly.
1: (laughs) And you met the, the cast, right?
2: Yeah, um, maybe, I think it was, yeah, 2019, May 2019, I went to a, uh, horror movie convention in Texas and actually met the Tummo Mutual who uh, got me into Reanimator. Shout out to Emily. And we hung out there and I got my picture with the cast and then I actually got to sit down and talk with the guy uh, that plays Dan Kane in this movie for like 10 or 15 minutes because his line was so sparse compared to everyone else's I'm like this is sad and so I just like kind of just talked to him for a really long time and it was he was really cool and a very nice person.
0: <laughs> that sounds so fun.
2: Yeah. He does a great job in this movie honestly. He should get props.
1: I know Jeffrey Combs is camping it up and kind of steals the show, mm-hmm. but he it's really hard to be the straight man but umcha in um, <laughs> a movie like this because like your job is not to distract from the comedic character but to support them. But without that character, the comedic character wouldn't have anything to contrast with. So, like, he's really important. And he does a
2: very good job remaining interesting while being that contrast. Yeah. Yeah. And the way the movie is set up, I think that his character is supposed to be the protagonist. But I feel like everyone confuses that with Herbert mainly just because he's the first character we kind of see. But mm-hmm. he's, he's more like the inciting incident than anything else. And then Dan is the protagonist and we just get like a prologue of, of stuff that happened with Herbert before he goes into the main story.
0: Yeah, that is true. I, I would say Dan has more of an arc than Herbert does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He changes. He grows. Yeah. Well, does he? Because he kind of ends up where he began. Not willing to let go
2: of a life. Well, it it's more like he he like gets to a point where he's like like depraved for it instead of like accepting it, mm-hmm. and like he was like starting to accept it at some point, and then Herbert West shows up and he's like, "Oh fuck!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those classic cases where a decent person gets worse.
2: Yeah, I kind of love those. Me too. Uh, tragedy stories.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and the thing is that's great about this is getting worse doesn't mean like he's an asshole by the end of it. Just like Marty said, um, he's just
2: more desperate and His morals willing to go have to more extremes than he normally more, would have. Uh, questionable,
0: yeah. Yeah, does weird science stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's my creation! <laughs> so I guess we should describe the plot a little bit. Um, Reanimator. Mm-hmm. I will note it is based on an HP Lovecraft story, which was apparently supposed to be a parody of Frankenstein. Um, I have not read the story, but I am kind of curious about it. I've heard that the movie is like really different from it.
2: That's what I've yeah, heard too. Um I I don't know much about the HP Lovecraft story just because I don't give a fuck about HP Lovecraft <laughs> in general. <laughs>
1: Um, I was gonna say, from what I've heard, the best HP Lovecraft adaptations are this one and the other one that the this
2: director did with um, Stuart Gordon uh, did from Beyond.
1: Yeah, I've heard uh, those two are some of the yeah. better movies about
2: the Lovecraft. The short story for From Beyond is actually like literally just like the first five minutes of that movie, and then the rest of it is just <laughs> crazy shit that. Uh, Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna came up with. Which I think is probably a good way to
1: handle Lovecraft based on how problematic he was. Like, just take the concept and then do something else with it rather than be horrifically racist.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so the story begins in Switzerland. Herbert West is doing uh, some experiments and you hear screaming and some people break into the lab and they see him experimenting on his professor who is just like screaming in agony and his, his pro- eyes explode
0: we should note his professor is named Hans Gruber which yeah is this came out
2: like this came out in 1985 which was before Die Hard so this is yeah. the original Hans Gruber <laughs> i wonder if Hans
1: Gruber is like germany's equivalent of John Smith
2: Probably. Yeah, but this one is Swiss.
1: <laughs> Europe's version of John Smith.
2: Yeah. Um, and so his eyes explode and then they're like, you killed him! He's like, no, I gave him life. And then cue the most boppin' horror movie soundtrack I have ever heard. I literally want to twerk every time i hear it <laughs> it's
0: so good
2: this is this is one of this those is probably songs Probably my favorite horror score
1: it's at least horror opening score of any horror movie it's like psycho if you take took it to like a techno disco club yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it is kind of based on psycho um and
1: oh it's a flat out rip off but yeah. i fucking
2: love it uh, it's yeah. not even a riff rip off because like the guy like Intentionally did it because he was like, I want to pay homage to like old, like the old psycho movie and Alfred Hitchcock. And then people are like, You stole that. He's like, Y'all, I did that on purpose. (laughs) It's like, That's
1: the music industry. Yeah, we all just stealing, we all just sampling. I call it
2: song taking.
1: (laughs) Doesn't that violate the rapper's code?
0: Uh, So, anyway, um, then we go to a university where Dan Kane is studying the medical field. I don't know what specifically.
2: Doctor. I think he's just getting his uh, general, like, medical degree.
0: Yeah. And he is dating Meg, who is the dean's daughter, and her dad's kind of overprotective, and um... She's played by the wonderful Barbara Crampson. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so we love Barbara. We see him kind of struggling to let go of a patient who has died, but he wants to keep trying even though they've done everything they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the gay one shows up. <laughs> and then uh, the gay one. <laughs> so Herbert sees an ad that they want roommate. That the Dan is looking for a roommate. And so Herbert's like, I want to rent a room here. He comes in. So I freaking love this scene. Um, Dan and Meg are kind of fooling around. And like, he's just, they're just being really silly. And for Mm -hmm. some reason, like... Like, she's getting dressed, and then Dan's still naked, and he puts the bedsheet over his head and starts chasing her, and he's like, watch out, it's Dr. Dan! Oh my <laughs> god, his line
1: delivery is my favorite thing. There's not a prison in the world that could hold me!
0: Dr. No.
2: Dan! <laughs> no jury can convict me!
0: It's like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> that's it.
2: Yeah, I and mean, he's just, like, <laughs> running around in a bedsheet, and he can't see anything, and then when- Meg opens the door and Herbert's just kind of standing there and then he's like what's going on and then he pulls the sheet off and he's still naked so like (laughs) Herbert has seen his dick at this point (laughs) it was love at first sight
1: (laughs) what a way to introduce yourself
2: and he's just like hmm yes I think I'll move in
1: (laughs) yeah these straight people are non-threatening to me (laughs) yeah It's the
0: funniest scene. It's uh.
2: so good.
1: Which it is an interesting thing that, um, and I have seen a lot of the fans kind of, it's not explicit in the text that it, Herbert is gay. However, his like status as like a very, I don't know if fussy is the word, but a particular kind of outsider who is very smart and very like, not afraid to kind of show up the, um, the established order and just the the kind of sass he carries with himself very much leads itself to queer coding.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. Yeah. I will say it is delightful. And, like, Marty, uh, had some excerpts from the novel that actually further queer-coded yeah, him. The- literally, explicitly, so. <laughs> the novelization
2: of the movie that was based on a book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You're coming full
0: circle.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which, the novelization had some interesting things to say, but we're not here to talk about that right now. (laughs)
0: Okay. Hmm. Um, So, next we meet Dr. Hill, who is a, a prolific donor at the university and one of the professors there in the medical department. And he very obviously is, like, lusting after Meg, which is really weird because he's, like, her dad's age. And um, he and Herbert, like, immediately hate each other because Herbert's like, yeah, I've read your research. You plagiarized it. And it's all, like, a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. Just, like, immediately. the, The loathing that Herbert has for this man is so funny. Like... I don't know how tall Jeffrey Combs actually is, but he just, like, comes like off as a five manlet. Foot seven. He's, like, He's, okay. like, literally my size. So he's not that short. But, like, for so some reason, yeah. I...
2: He's still I in just, technically manlet area.
0: I guess. I mean, it's hard for me to judge, because everyone's taller than me. But Yeah, you're not. I mean, that's shorty. why you can perfectly <laughs> judge. <laughs> you are the one qualified. But, um... You and super tall people are the only valid ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, so Herbert, who... Let's just say he has manlet energy. Um, yeah. He's just like... Can I ask something? Sure. What's a manlet? It's just I've a, never short-, it's just a short man. <laughs> ah, okay, a I've never heard man. it before. Yeah. I don't know. Again, like, I say this, but, like, to me, 5'7 is not short. Like I yeah. realize that some men have different standards because of like what the media says, but like, yeah. and I don't know. Like my perspective is quite literally skewed because I am down here at five foot zero, oh, <laughs> and if someone's five seven, I'm still gonna be tilting back my head when I talk to them. So, um, <laughs> See, but I anyway. overcompensate
1: because I'm shorter. If a man is under eight foot, I'm calling him shrimpy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. That is such a powerful energy.
1: Uh, like you gotta be taller than Lurch from the Adams family, or you—I'm sorry—you're gonna have to get a little stool to reach the top of the dish shelf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. But anyway, Herbert has very just like angry short person energy. I yeah. recognize this as an angry short person.
2: It's the so the shorter you people. are, the closer
0: you are to hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I love it. So, like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is um, during a lecture when Dr. Hill's, like, you know, not so subtly calling Herbert out and, like, you're wrong and this is how things are. And Herbert just, like, angrily snaps his pencil in half (laughs) twice. It's so good. It's iconic. It's one of my two favorite scenes in the movie. Like,
1: honestly... I'll be honest, without Herbert, I probably wouldn't like this movie. Oh, definitely. But he makes it. I do love it.
0: (laughs) I love every scene he's in. Imagine you're just sitting in class with your least favorite professor, and you have the balls to just, like, hold up a pencil and loudly snap it in his face. Not once, but twice. Amazing.
1: It was... That's the best part. He
0: immediately pulls out another pencil. You're right. Oh, my God. It's amazing. (laughs) Because then it's one of the (laughs) (laughs) iconic lines... Mr. West, I suggest, I suggest you, you find yourself a pen. Pen. <laughs> So good, I think maybe that's also
1: why Herbert has gay energy because everyone else in this movie is like either aggressively, like predatorily heterosexual. Or, like, obsessively heterosexual, where they don't have much of an identity outside of their relationship. And Herbert's just like, y'all exhaust me. I'm raising the dead over here, and y'all worried about who you gonna fuck, you (laughs) dumbasses. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: true.
2: I always forget how many pencils he breaks i like i know it's two but i always expect there to be more and it's specifically because of this edit that someone did on youtube called herbert west breaks too many pencils and he just like just keeps pulling them out and there's like 15 or 16 of them or something I but love like that video. It, it just pauses like every <laughs> time he snaps a pencil and then he gets another
1: one <laughs> there's actually a musical um of this this movie. Kind of yes. like Evil Dead the musical. But instead. Uh, there's an entire song dedicated to this moment. Where like the main beats of the songs. Are just when he snaps it to the beat of the music.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I, I love that so much. I still need to
2: find. Like. Either a recording. Or just like the soundtrack of that. Because. For as much as I love reanimator the fact that i have not even like looked up anything about the musical yet is just appalling to myself
1: <laughs> and don't beat yourself up too much it's not in the mainstream the way evil dead the musical has kind oh, of made its way into the mainstream like there isn't uh, a licensed recording i think and like the probably the only way you could find it is a bootleg yeah yeah I think it was only playing in California. Like, I don't think it was playing in any other state.
2: It, I think it was playing in Las Vegas at one point, And I remember looking it up, like, years ago and then just forgetting about it.
1: Herbert West has the ballots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the only joke I'll make okay. about the election, I promise. It's all good.
0: So, uh, Herbert is working on his experiments in Dan's basement, essentially, <laughs> and um he kills well may or may not have killed the cat i think he totally did but he claims he didn't so that's a thing um but anyway he kills and reanimates the cat which becomes like really angry and uh suddenly produces stock footage angry cat noises I fucking love that scene. Anytime someone
1: has to pretend an immovable object is attacking them, I am living. Oh, it's so
2: funny. So good. Every time those, like, cat noises come up, though, it sounds, it, like, especially with headphones on, it just kind of, like, sounds like there's a police car going by. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, so funny. And then, like, he's just wrestling with a stuffed animal (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: so dan and meg are, are horrified to find out uh what he's doing but he ends up talking dan into helping him with his experiments so he tries to reanimate another corpse at the morgue that they're at their university um and it goes horribly wrong the corpse is also quite violent and fun fact is played by arnold schwarzenegger's stunt double Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently this movie was like filmed very close to the first Terminator movie, and like they might have shared some set pieces or something, because yeah, James Cameron so. is also here. Yeah, yeah,
0: James Cameron, that's a cameo.
2: And then so <laughs> So then uh Meg's dad walks in and he's like trying to get Dan and Herbert out of there because apparently they're not allowed to be on school premises for a little while. I think I think Dan is suspended for a little bit and then they just they <laughs> expelled Herbert for whatever reason. And so he goes in there and he gets attacked by this big fucking muscle zombie.
1: <laughs> in the um, funniest fucking then, way he just slams down the door and jumps on yeah, it like a fucking <laughs> trampoline. It's just so
2: And so he's got like a uh he's like being held up by the the zombie by his neck and he's like being choked out and stuff and then Herbert just comes up behind the zombie and just like sticks like a cranial saw into the guy's chest and pushes it through <laughs> and then which the way he, he introduces that
1: saw again has such gay it has such like old queen energy yes. of like having to solve another problem he goes, and just like dan move,
2: move.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: you want me to do what <laughs> it's got that energy but only like opposite instead of like lazy energy it's like determined energy
0: (laughs) yeah
1: but at the same time it's like a chore like a kid who keeps like knocking something down and he's like i don't know how to fix it and he's like oh my god just let me do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
2: and so they reanimate uh meg's dad um, and he starts choking them out, and immediately Meg walks in and is like, what the fuck is going on? She didn't say it like that, but, you know, she's very vibe. distraught. Yeah. I feel and so bad for her. <laughs> I know. I
1: the But daddy, I love him. <laughs> oh my god, she literally essentially says that in yeah, one scene, and it, it's, it's quite charming.
2: Yes. And so she... She's, like, screaming and is, like, what did you do to him? And, you know, he's, like, so her dad is, like, cowering in the corner because, like, he was dead now he's come to life and he can't really talk for whatever reason. He just makes gargling noises and he's, like, hiding in the corner. And then this security guard walks in and he's, like, what the fuck is going on in here? And so Herbert makes up this whole fucking-ass lie about how uh, Dean Halsey just basically walks in on them, starts yelling at them, and then he goes so crazy that he takes a bone saw and throws it into a corpse. Which, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Yeah. At which point, Dan does the
1: only logical thing, and sits on the floor, and curls into a ball. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then Harper just kind of, like, crouches on top of him, and he's like, you're in shock don't worry and then he just kind of like holds him (laughs) for a minute cuddle is the word i would use it's yeah (laughs) yeah and then the security guard goes i'm calling the police and my first thought i'm not entirely sure how how security guards work but i thought they were part of the police so (laughs) i was like aren't you police (laughs)
0: I mean, I think sometimes they're hired by private companies, but.
2: Yeah, um, but he he looked like he was dressed up in uniform, so I'm not entirely sure how that's supposed to work. Yeah, there
0: are a lot of logical inconsistencies in this movie. Let's just say that. So, like, the science. Also, this man is the
1: worst security guard in history. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's sitting outside reading
0: (laughs) Playboy. So, eventually, Dr. Hill ends up uh, over at Herbert's house to try and steal his research and uh, Herbert chops his head off with a shovel Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Honestly,
1: such a great scene. So satisfying. There are a lot of horror movies that like I know Herbert's supposed to be our morally ambiguous character, but there's no way I don't support him in that choice. I'm like, yeah, hit that pervert. You go in there and chop his dick off!
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, then Herbert has the genius idea to reanimate Dr. Hill's head and.
2: And his body. Yeah. Why, you
0: may ask? Why the fuck not? That's the answer. Apparently. He said,
2: I've never done whole parts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. So, uh, yeah, now we have a talking head, which was foreshadowed by the oh talking god. heads poster on the wall in Dan's room. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Because this movie it's is subtle, best. like the.
2: <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things is just like how in that scene, Dr. Hill is like, I will be famous. And then immediately Herbert smacks him across the head with a shuffle. <laughs> that yeah. is great. So, so Dr. Hill, like his body basically chokes Herbert out until he passes out or like throws his head down on the table and knocks him out. And then his body picks up the head and steals all of the stuff. And then Herbert wakes up and he's like, my work, he took my work.
1: And, and it's hilarious, like, too, the because fuck? the head and the body are basically portrayed in the movies to be two separate entities. Yeah. Like, the head is always, like, yell It's like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> yeah. If the head was the brain and the body was Pinky and he's just stumbling around trying to do things, it's yeah. like, you idiot,
0: yeah, how would so you miss funny. that? It's great. Um. Yeah. So Doctor Hill runs off with the research, and he also kidnaps Meg because he yeah. has a gross crush on her.
2: Yeah, he's kind of a weird, slight like, pedophile. I'm. I don't think that they are. She's much younger than him. We will say, and he's very rapey.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I, I think mean, rapey is
2: the right word. Yeah, he literally there's...
1: assaults her. Like that trigger yeah. warning for anyone who. Uh, it, like for me, I can do gore any damn day, and there is plenty of that. But also, I didn't like this movie the first few times around because of the sexual assault scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even
0: though it is done in a bafflingly weird way. Yeah, yeah, it's very um unnecessary. Like if you thought that the rape scene in Evil Dead was unnecessary, like this, oh my god, blows that out of the water for how yeah. weird and ridiculous it is.
2: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a visual pun about giving head, basically. Yeah. But it's just so
1: gross. Um, also, it, I don't give Evil Dead props, because I still don't think the scene was necessary in Evil Dead either. No. But yeah. at least it's short. This scene takes for fucking ever, and there's just so much boobs, and it's just so fucking ga- male yeah. gazy and it's I just so can't gross. Deal with I it.
2: think it's just a little harder to watch this one, because there's an actual- human person doing the yeah.
1: assaulting and
2: not an inanimate object
1: yeah like both are bad this one's just yeah. Ob- yeah. obscenely
2: bad though i will say i think i think for what it's worth that um barbara crampton said that when they were shooting it everyone was really respectful and like you know treated her with a lot of kindness and made sure she was okay
0: that's good so, i mean like hats off to yeah. Barbara Crampton.
1: Uh, That's part of what makes this scene so uncomfortable for me, is her acting is so fucking raw and terrified, and it just makes me feel so bad for her.
0: I mean, at the same time, though, like I admire the hell out of her for doing that scene. Like, just being naked on camera and stuff. Like, I know that Mm -hmm. that's not easy for everyone, and not everyone should do that if they don't want to. Um, But, like, hats off to her for just being like, yeah, okay, but, you know... Where's She's the penises, still- though,, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's a thing that happens, and it's really bad, and yeah, and we don't like it,
1: and you don't miss anything by skipping over it, like yeah. thank God, this is the other thing reason why I love Herbert West so much. he interrupts it, he interrupts it in kind of a backhanded way, but like that's just who Herbert is, and then he <laughs> says my favorite line in the movie. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a
2: job and a side <laughs> Oh, that sassy bitch.
0: So great. Uh, the way it's delivered. Oof. it's so good. He
2: he sounds like He's, a queen in
1: it. He really he does. does. <laughs> That's true. Like, if this were a roast or, um, what do they call it? Ah, fuck, what do they call it? Is Paris is Burning. A reading contest, he would win.
0: Yes. Hands down. A hundred percent. Uh, so... A a big fight ensues because Doctor Hill has reanimated some of the other bodies in the morgue, and um, there's a lot of blood and guts involved and intestines, strangling. I think we forgot he fog and he has magic
1: lobotomies that make (laughs) dead reanimated bodies his servants, including Meg's
2: dad.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so apparently.
2: Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so
0: apparently there was like a deleted subplot where Dr. Hill has the ability to control minds and that's why he can control the bodies.
2: I think (laughs) maybe that was actually something that was in the original short story, but I'm not entirely sure. That would make
0: sense. Um,
2: That would be H.P. Lovecraft's style. Yeah, but (laughs) anyways, so Meg's dad actually kind of snaps out of it and like... Remember because of the power of love,
1: <laughs> can I keep a counter for every time the power of love saves someone in a horror movie because that's my Please. favorite trope, yes. yes. <laughs> That's the power of love. (laughs) And that's, I just want an edit of this movie where they play that when the father wakes up and starts fighting all the zombies. Yeah. Yes. Because he loves his daughter so much. I'm a sap at heart. And I love it when horror movies and all their grim, dark, nihilistic awfulness are just like, yeah, and then they loved each other so much, they defeated evil. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Except they don't quite win because Meg kind of bites it.
2: Yeah. Well, and he does too. He gets literally so, disemboweled. Well, yeah. like, for, well, first off, he kills Doctor Hill by basically like gouging his eyes out and then squeezing his head so hard that it pops like a fucking <laughs> yeah, that <was> grain.
0: great
2: <laughs> I love that love so it. much. And then he throws it into the hallway, and it just like squishes against the wall. And it's, it's so funny. <laughs> so good. It's like and when then, they
1: toss the
0: cat against the wall.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, you can just well, tell
0: it's a prop, but but it's so good. Yeah. At- <laughs>
2: And so while the Meg's counts. dad is fighting Hill's head, Herbert is fighting Hill's body, and he yells, OVERDOSE! And, like, <laughs> shoots two uh, syringes of the reanimator fluid into uh, Hill's body, and it starts, like, convulsing and flailing around, and then the intestines shoot out of it and grab Herbert and basically, like, pull him in and strangle him. And it's <laughs> really funny just because like it it's just like you're just watching this body just like convulse and shake while like its intestines attack a man
0: <laughs> so good and
2: then and then he's like yelling at dan my notes my notes my notes!" And, like he, he probably could have easily gotten out of there if they could breathe but like one of the zombies knocks over a a medical vial of something and it mixes with the air and creates a toxic gas that no one can breathe in. And so, like, Dan is, like, coughing on the floor and, like, crawls out and grabs Meg and they run away. And then, lo and behold, there's another zombie in the hallway and it attacks (laughs) Meg and chokes her out. And then she dies, which is in the, the worst death the in the elevator. Considering yeah. Herbert
1: West just got consumed by a bunch of reanimated body parts separated yeah, from the whole. Like, yeah,
2: like I get the whole like tragedy kind of story arc, but that I feel like the death may may maybe could have come a little earlier instead of like giving us this like oh, okay they made it moment, and then immediately just like going back into into like sad town.
1: <laughs> well, I don't yeah. even mind the the suddenness of it. I just wish it had been more flashy. Yeah. maybe Barbara Crampton had suffered enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so, so or they ran yeah, out of budget, I don't know. So she's dead and then the movie basically ends right where it started, where Dan is desperately trying to save her. Um yeah. like he was with his earlier patient and he decides to use the uh, reagent to reanimate her and mm-hmm. hear her scream, and then come to credits and a bopping music plays. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking love her scream. There are
1: so many screams that are not memorable in horror movies. Hers is not one of them. It is excellent. It takes talent and skill and endurance to be a scream queen, really and does. she fucking nails it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I love Barbara Crampton.
2: Yeah. She's she's so great, and she's in a lot of other stuff, and she's just as iconic as Jeffrey Combs is, in yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Have we done, um, Your Next? No, we haven't. That would be a good one to Ooh. do. Because she's in yeah. that, and she's very yeah. good. Yeah, we talked yeah. about, um, Beyond the Gates, which she was in. Yes. And then we talked about Would You Rather with Jeffrey Combs.
2: I know oh, she's in God, one of the he's... Puppet Master movies, so... That's another
0: one we could look up, I guess. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready ready to brave another big franchise yet. We're already trying to make it through all of Saw and all of Final Destination.
2: Oh, yeah. We might have to just take it like,
0: (laughs) a few franchises at a time.
1: Oh, I don't know, Kyla. Maybe we could just take a break from Saw for a few years or a few decades.
0: I'm not going to (laughs) complain about it. But I want to watch all of them before the new one comes out. Whenever that uh, may happen. Damn it! I do want to see that.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I have a game. I would like to play with y'all, unless okay. you you want to do something before. No, I'm ready. Okay. I want you. I'm going to give you a list, and I want you to tell me which flavor of Mountain Dew you think is in the reagent. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So there's, um, uh, Mountain Dew Live Wire, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Mountain Dew Game Fuel Citrus Cherry, Mountain Dew Electric Apple, Mountain Dew Solar Fire, Mountain Dew Spiked Lemonade, Mount. Just stop me when it sounds are these like all the right no flavors one.
0: Flavors of Mountain Dew? Or are you just making them up? No, these are. I googled it. Oh my god! Seriously? I Mountain mean, Dew Sweet Lightning.
2: I mean, Mountain Dew closest- Frostbite. Okay, I think the closest is probably just original Mountain Dew because it's that nasty yellow color.
0: What was the one that you were talking about that was like radioactive apple or something? Yes, um, electric apple. Yeah, I'll that go too. For that. There's also
1: right. two more that I want to mention. Okay, one is Mountain Dew Southern Shock, which is a fruit punch flavored Mountain Dew offered exclusively at Bojangles, <sighs> and Mountain Dew Voodoo, yearly mystery flavor. Mountain Dew Booty
2: sounds like it's purple, and does
0: I, I, I a can lot feel of the cherry my, ones
2: are probably orange or red. Because I can of the feel colorings. my teeth
0: like rotting away just thinking about.
2: It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is none of them, cause it's glow stick juice. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean that is Mountain Dew, is it not? Yeah, hey, that's true. Very true. Um, yeah, cause you use that for your Herbert West cosplay, right? Yep, I cracked open
2: a bunch of glow sticks and just put it in a a baby medicine syringe and glued the top
1: off. It <laughs> <laughs> was very good. It nice. still leaked. I need to do another Ash cause We need to do get together and do Ash and Herbert
0: again. That was so yeah. much fun. That was so fun.
2: That was a good one.
0: I think it's pretty clear how we feel about this, but just in case. Uh what do you guys think of Reanimator? It good.
1: <laughs> I think it is iconic for a reason. It's very creative with its use of practical effects even with the the kind of low budget. You see the actors are giving it their all. Herbert West's performance is fucking amazing. Barbara Crampton's amazing as the scream queen. What's the actor who plays Dan? Bruce Abbott. He's he's great. And like everyone's bringing their A game. I think I, I appreciate this movie for its camp value and its effort. I don't like the, the the weird scene with the head, yeah. and
2: the head, the yeah. But
1: But yeah. it's a very, compared to the rest of the movie, it's a very short scene, and I can endure through it while
0: not liking it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I really enjoy this movie. I enjoy the effects, and um, I think the performances definitely make it stand out from a lot of the other, like, schlock kind of stuff from the 80s. Um. Okay. Yeah, the one scene is bad, really bad. But but then you also have the pencil snapping. Yeah, scene, which it's like, like but then you just have Jeffrey Combs being so sassy at every turn, and I just I just love it.
2: I feel like it kind of balances out because you have the worst scene followed by the best line in the whole movie. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. Yes.
2: Um, can we talk about how Transformers Prime basically just? Yes. This?
0: I will always talk about Transformers if you bring it up. So, so Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs, Combs voices Ratchet, who is the best character, by the way. He's just like a grumpy old doctor, who is canonically gay, by the way. Um, yes. And there's a whole episode where he like does drugs and injects himself with a mysterious glowing green formula and it's just reanimator the episode and i love it and i actually listened to the commentary track of that episode and um jeffrey combs was really fun on that he's like laughing about it he's like yeah i wonder why the animators decided to color it that color that's really curious (laughs) that's funny because like obviously his voice sounds a lot different now that he's older but like i can still tell like his inflection is still the same Mm -hmm. it's like every now and then uh herbert west will just say something and i'm like oh that's ratchet (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) or for me vice versa it's like i'll watch i'll watch transformers prime and then i'm just like oh that's a herbert line Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm
1: If there's one actor who embodies the term rapscallion in all its glory, I do think it is Jeffrey Combs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is kind of a rapscallion. Yeah.
0: I it need to so watch Transformers.
2: It's, it's very good. And it's yeah. only like three seasons, so it's not too long.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So I guess that'll do us unless you'll have any other last thoughts go listen to the opening credits it's so, yeah it's a bop yes. it's like i've i've put it on all my halloween playlists because it's just so good it's oh yeah
2: the best it's like the only theme song for anything that like really makes me want to shake my ass and i don't know why but it does <laughs>
1: It's that strong pulse, you know. It's just it propels you for- It's like Psycho if like Norman Bates knew how to get it. Yeah,
2: much like the re reagent, it reinvigorates me and like, yeah. makes me convulse wildly.
1: Herbert West just stuck that syringe right in his ass and started twerking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, oh, I would watch that. He doesn't that. have an ass. I would watch him try.
2: He's a little
0: twink it's true <laughs> okay well thank you guys so much this has been wonderful i love this movie and i'm really glad we finally got to talk about it yeah. um, <laughs> you can find netflix and kill on twitter at netflix underscore in underscore kill you can also find us on patreon if you would like to support us with monthly donations we'd be really really thankful Um, Our money is going to go towards getting new equipment and just helping us out. But otherwise, just uh, we appreciate you supporting us even just by listening. It's super awesome. And we love y'all. We're going to make it Mm -hmm. through the rest of 2020, damn it. We're going to do it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If it kills us and then brings us back to life and then kills us again.
0: That has been just Tuesday, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and that being said, may your nightmares be plentiful and better than the nightmare world we're living in. <laughs> you know, get a job in a sideshow, I
1: hear it helps.